clone? I don't know. I think Danny's gone. I can tell he's he doesn't he's not he doesn't have, you don't have your your typical uh, Danny flair. I assume you're a clone. But you I'm know. just sleep deprived, man. I mean, I mean, it could be a clone, and if I was programmed well enough with my previous memories, I wouldn't really know, you know. It's I mean, true. We'd be swapped true. out all the time. It's like prestige. Like you never know. You just gotta kill, kill him, right? You just gotta kill off your clone. <laughs> uh, or, or I could do the invincible route where I, I'm clever about it, and I don't, I clone myself, but I don't know which one's the clone. So we both, me and the clone, Ooh. just work along with each other because no one knows who's the original. There you go, and you just bullshit each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, Clone of Danny, we are talking today Hellions issue number 13, as well as X Force issue number 21. These two were kind of out of place. I didn't even know they existed in this timeline. I thought they existed after X Men. It's just kind of weird that they're just kind of here and then X Men happens. The cadence is really strange, and especially in X Force because they do a time jump right away and then completely void it instantly. They're like, ah, four months ago, and back to the present, and you're just like, ah, wait. <laughs> I don't understand, and especially since we have issues like the the X Men that dealt with the time of the Children of the Vault and all that that weird time frame. So it's hard to really place these issues sometimes, and the events don't help. They definitely murk it up even more. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I for some reason was definitely <laughs> thrown off that they threw back to so many of the uh, events in this issue, so that made it even more confusing. A lot of events being thrown back. Um, well, let's talk about this cover. Um, where do you think this Sinister got this this cape, this new cape from? Uh the yellow one. The yellow one. Uh, I must, I'm assuming they're going to put out a one-shot at some point that explains that. <laughs> Yes, of course. But uh, apparently this new Sinister that they're uh, showing on the cover here that might actually be an old Sinister that has returned again with a new persona um, is kind of, uh, I guess, trying to come into his own with this new cape. He's, he's, re- he's rebranding. That's what I'm getting. Is, is This is the that Sinister's rebrand. I'm convinced Black Widow was made just to tell a story about that fucking vest and that this issue is made to, <laughs> this arc was is being built up to tell the story about the game. oh the god yeah this, uh, is, this, is how Mar- this is how marvel works uh, in 2021 because <laughs> retelling stories about objects is tight yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so weird i, I don't uh, get it i don't understand it well, because that's how you can connect things in the easiest way possible. Just point to one arbitrary, innocuous object and say, look, it was in that movie. It's in this movie. They're connected. Moving forward. Give us your money. We have a franchise. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we're getting, I guess, in the workings here. Is that This could be the building of the cinematic universe. For Oh, my gosh. What if this is what ties <laughs> Mr. Sinister to the MCU? They introduced that version with the yellow cape on the well, cover. Did you know the vest? was just a just a a loose a loose thread to sinister's cape it's the original rockin uh sinister's uh shoulders the yeah, feathers the feathers the one that went to the clone that went to Araco, which mm-hmm. that is what this guy is spoilers oh oh snap yes and we'll find out more about him as we read on we but got- it's a good cover it's a great cover. It's a good cover. It's a great I cover. I like it a lot. You know, you got a sinister on sinister action going yeah. on. You know, anyone who's into being stepped on will very appreciate that. Oh, wow. Actually, when you put it that way, it yeah. does have a lot of that that dominatrix kind of step on. 
This puts a little high, but I mean, from far enough away angle, you almost, it almost does look like he's getting a little ball busting. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. I look at this cover in way different light now. <laughs> but I cannot see This, um, we got Sub Wells doing the uh, writing still. And we got, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this dude's first name, but Antonio. Um,. How would you pronounce that first name, Danny? You're the okay. master of accents here. I, 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 that's, I appreciate that, but that's probably not warranted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went with uh, Rogue. 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 Antonio. Yeah. And Rogue Antonio. And then um, Rain Biardo. Uh, burrito, burrito, burrito sounds too much like burrito, burrito. and so burrito. I, I went with like Biedo, Biedo, I'm probably way off, but I like the way it sounds. Uh, but uh, they were working on the art and the coloring, and it's the... good. It's good. They kill it. Antonio, uh, it's I have, I have I have a few issues with this, and I'll, I'll point them out. And more of the design, not the art itself, but the design of the characters, which I'm like, mm. You think that's little, bad? Have you peeked at uh, X-Corp? The new X-Corp? Oh, issue number three? I have not. New, they go with a new art direction, and it is laughable. Oof. It is very laughable. Oof. So I, I peeked at that, and then I jumped into this, and that definitely did the bar lowering for me. <laughs> so you might be right, but after looking at that, this was actually, I liked it. I enjoyed right, the artwork. Yes. And the covers are by Segovia, which is great. Apparently, uh, oh. he's working with uh, Bierdo oh, on the cover. No. This is like a this is a whole different. I'm looking at sorry. I'm looking at the X Corp. I'm like, whoa. Oh, you you peeking at it? It's weird, yeah. right? It's very weird. It's almost unnatural to the point of just kind of funny. There's I'll have to show it to you. There's an anime that Stan Lee worked on with uh, this one company, and they put it out. It's that same kind of art style, but it's animated, and I think it works more because it's like a an aha video <laughs> for Take on Me. <laughs> it feels it feels a good that bit. way, but when a it's bit, when it's yeah. frozen like that, it's kind of funny. Yeah, interesting. It's like interesting. a '90s Olympics McDonald's crossover commercial art style. Uh. Oh, jeez. But the, the the cover was good, so at least we're going good. into this that they at least put some uh, some polish on the art yes. in the issue. Like I said, the art is great. It's more of the design and certain parts where I'll point out. But let's dive into this. Um, so we're going to start off pretty much. Uh, we left off in Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. And uh, remember back in the good old days when we were fighting some smileys and... <laughs> And uh, the Cameron Hodge into Cameron Hodge thought, didn't realize he was a robot and he shot himself. It was great. It was a good time. <laughs> well, no, he convinced the, <laughs> he the convinced. smiley robots yeah. to shoot him because of the logical loop error of him not being the real Cameron Hodge, but him thinking enough of it. It was a, it was a great issue and it really set the tone for what I liked the most about Hellion. So them throwing back to that was nice. That yes. was a throwback. I appreciate it. a good throwback. We're and it plays of... off of Orcus, which is legit too. Yes. I like that a lot. It's it's been a very interesting kind of travel of the story and the X Men narrative using Hellions, and this is a good part, as I said, as a throwback. But later on, we're gonna get some other nods to other events that just kind of muddle up the story. But it starts strong. This is a very strong start right here. Very strong start, and we find out that um, essentially these smileys or this code that was uh, put into the smileys by the Mutants thus created an AI baby? 
Yes, and, and, and this is a really funny part because, okay, so Dr. Murch is here, and he's straight up, he's savage. He's savage in general. Like, his his handling of his, uh, I guess you could say, assistants, because of the way he talks to them, they must be beneath him in some way. Mm-hmm. He he is just brutal. Where, like, it, he kind of reminds me of, like, people asking uh, Feynman uh questions about like you know how magnets how do magnets work and he's just like how do i believe to explain that like you don't understand electromagnetic force and i can't even simplify that because i don't want to so he the guy comes up and he's like i found something <laughs> and he like talks to him like he's a child we says oh good for you <laughs> pretty much has this like zinger on him and he and he brings it up a few times later but he's looking at this and he's realizing that they're is a mutation in this code mm-hmm. and it sickens him that there's an actual like he doesn't even want to acknowledge the fact that it's possible for the code to mutate because they're so anti-mutant so even he's just like oh mutation a dirty word but this is what's going on here that the mutants literally created a program that mutated within itself it became a mutant of the program it originally was based mm-hmm. on it's wow <laughs> it's fun <laughs> even, even mutant code mutates Yep, even that, and and he's he's definitely taken aback by it while still like casting shadow shade all over his mm. his uh, cohorts. Yes, and uh, as that's as that's going on, um, we get a we get a pretty much this team coming up behind him. Zeta team. Zeta team. Yeah. Fucking Zeta team. I don't know. They look cool, but we don't get anything. I don't know. Green faces, uh, yeah, a little green, uh, green and yellow. Um, I've know. seen that shoulder design before from that guy who was from uh, Zeno, mm-hmm. the the tough guy with the mask. But then he yes. wore the vest and had like the open part with the like the short, uh, sleeveless vest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at first I was thinking like, oh, is it that guy? They're repurposing him to Zeta team because I thought that after the reveal later on of like who, how Orcus. And Zeno are working together now in mm. cohesion. So I was like, maybe they uh, that guy's probably just no one and they reuse that design, but still. We don't find out. They show Zeta Team and we don't find out anything about it. Nothing. Done with Zeta Team. Yeah. So, yeah, he grabs one of the assistants and is just like, where, where, where is it? Where is this, this mutated thing? As uh, the doctor smiles. What's the doctor's name? Merch. Dr. Yeah. Merch smiles. And that's, Gotta pick up all your Dr. Merch. That's when we cut to where it is. And where it is is where it last, where we last saw it, which is in the possession of Nanny. She just jacked it. Baby jacked it. She went baby crazy. She's hitting menopause, so it's kind of really fucking with her. So she had to deal with it in some way, and this yeah. is it. <laughs> this, is, this is how you do it, man. This is not healthy, but hey, it works. So she stole it, and it, even Peter knows, and he's jealous of it. And we're going to get a little bit more of that here. But uh, yeah, so Nanny's kind of just taking care of it. It, it's like noises. a Pokemon too. It is like I want to call it Mew because that's what it says. Yeah, it says so. Mew, it's Mew. it's one of the rare. Not only is it evolved, it evolved in one of the rarest Pokemon. Ever. <laughs> it just keeps saying. She's like, no, nanny, 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 and it's just like Mew. <laughs> so, it's funny. Uh, I I dig it. it. It feels less campy than Baby Yoda did. So I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Why she feeds it a bottle? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I want to know the story behind that. Like, is it like oil? Like, is it alcohol? Are we going off of like Futurama robot rules? That would Ooh, be funny. Yeah, if it gets, it doesn't get drunk if you don't feed it alcohol. 
The reverse. The reverse alcoholism. Yeah. Uh, all right. Things are bad. <coughs> As Kyle dies. Things are bad. <coughs> oh, no. He wasn't, he, he's not reading the intro. That's just him trying to plead with yeah. me. <laughs> he's like, oh, no. Just things are. What are we? <laughs> uh, the Hellions are falling apart. Havoc's shame at this placement on the team has him pulling away from the rest of the group. Greycrow's getting the cold shoulder from Psylocke, who herself is being torn between her loyalty to her teammates and the leverage Sinister has over her. Orphan Maker is being shunned by Nanny as she puts all the love and attention into the secret smiley AI baby. <laughs> I see that. Smiley AI baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's not you being like tug-in-cheek. Yeah, that's literally what it says is the secret smiley AI baby. Yeah. Like the, our, our laziness to label things and their way of like presenting things yep. line up all the time. Always. Always. <laughs> uh, she stole from the anti-mutant group known as The Right... Oh, yeah. And they want it back. And they aren't afraid of having to go through a few mutants to get it. And, uh, yeah. I am the hard right. <laughs> <laughs> I do. The right. The right. What is this? Get out uh, of here. Um, we, so we go to uh, Purgatory, where the, uh, where the Hellions hang out. And they're doing their thing. They're talking some shit on... Um, Empath, because he's he died. Or what? What are, what are they laughing about him again? I forget. Oh, okay. Like, so no, 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 no. This is this is a good scene because what happens here is they're making fun of Empath because he essentially sacrificed himself. They're telling him that what happened in Morocco is he that helped. he sacrificed himself he some, to save the helpful. team, and if it was because it's because of them that they are essentially. <laughs> They were able to succeed because of him. And he's like really defensive about it. He's like, no, I didn't. That's bullshit. Like, I would have never done that. Don't you dare tell people that I'm a hero. I don't want to hear any of this. You guys are the only one that know. Good. Don't let it get out. You better not let it get out. I can't have this tarnish my reputation. As an <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I would never uh, help you. <laughs> I figure like him and Fabian Cortez like mirror themselves in very many ways. But the funny thing is, is that Empath knows how to pull off being an asshole and has an excuse for it. Whereas Fabian Cortez has no, it's no just his own inadequacy excuse. that feels that. He's just a little bitch. Yeah. Uh, forever the whipping boy of the X-Men uh, mythos. Yeah. That used to be Toad. Now even nope. he was like, oh. Remember when Toad tried to join like uh, Utopia and yeah. they're like, we'll let you stay. Or no, he went to the Jean Grey School learning and Wolverine's like, you could be our janitor. Oh, <laughs> oh, like, damn, man. he just dunked on you, Savage. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. That was good shit. So they won't even let it be the janitor. Fabian Corpus it's no love. But yeah, Ampass not having it. He doesn't want people to think that he's some sort of altruistic person. So yeah. they tease him about that they, and have a good time. And That's the kind of comedy I appreciate in Hellions, is this kind of fourth wall breaking, like <laughs> just razzing. Yeah, and uh, as it's happening, we see uh, Quinon in the background. She just kind of walks off. And uh, Greco kind of follows and asks, you know, does this thing. He's, they've been they've been getting closer and closer over time. And trying to building like, this uh, up, this will they, won't they? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it's like Hellion stepped away from Hellions and is now like become a drama at this at this scene right here, where it's like the scene dark and the lights like kind of focus in, and mm -hmm. it's just like, hey, Kwan, what's going on? Yeah, what's talk up? to you a while. Yeah, You've been yeah. distant. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like he's just rambling about you know like what happened and with arcade or not arcade, yeah, arcade yeah. and, and uh, murder world and murder world, and then she just goes you know stop, 
You have no idea what, you, what I did. And, and then she just walks away and she says, stay away from me. Now, here is the artwork in question. That oh, that face he made. Not necessarily the face. The length? I mean, the face. It is, I want to say the shoulders. We've seen it's a Grey quite a Crow. Shrug. We've seen Grey Crow seen as this very huge, uh, bulky, beefy human, and then this he withered. This, this I get they're they're showing him in a state of I guess distraught, or you know yeah he's 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 shriveling physically and emotionally, but those shoulders, man. I just when you see a big superhero. And then you contrast it to this image of these these shoulders. I'm just like, oh, you're ooh. right though. Like, and his neck's too high up. It yes. doesn't make sense because like his shoulder starts here mm-hmm. and then ends down there, and that's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> it would look like someone had snapped you like out of your arm sockets and like kind of condensed you into like a thinner person. He also looks like he got de-aged and like withered or aged up. I mean. Like he withered around, yeah, like his a little face. bit. Like he's emaciated, and like he's been smoking a little bit. I would say smoking and drinking. I'd a ask bit. him why he looks so long in the face, but that'd be too on the nose. Ooh, it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that is that is bad. Yeah, I didn't. I, I guess I glossed over that. Other than I that, I didn't even notice. It works great, but that <laughs> that really bugged me. That bugged me so much. Yeah, yeah, I get you. <laughs> I'll just condense you in because you're sad. You're compressed now. Uh, but we go back to uh, Nanny on her ship, and she's she's walking into the room. And uh, as she walks in the room, there is Peter just hanging out with the little Mew Mew kid. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the little smiley, smiley AI, AI baby. He's like, hey, what's up? And uh, Nanny comes in and is just like, no, you're a bad boy. This is bad. You, you've been a bad boy. You need to stop being so bad. It really got really weird after a while. I'm like, am I supposed to, am I, do I need to turn, take my pants off? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> you're a naughty, naughty boy. A naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> it's like she had a British accent. <laughs> it was very strange. It was. Just because he was, just because he was like being friendly to it. Strange old orphan maker holding a baby. I mean, that seems apropos to his character mm. <laughs> holding this this orphan. <laughs> he's just he's embracing his character and he's playing his role. He's being on more like nanny. Live up to your mon- your monikers, and she's just she just flips out. I guess like an aggressive nanny and calls him a bad boy for like three panels. It's very strange. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, but then we cut to uh, a little bit. Later, time has passed, and Grey Crow's walking by, and he just hears a crying orphan maker. And she's sad about Nanny being mad at him, and is like, because I saw something, but I'm not supposed to talk about it and whatnot, and he's a little sad. And and they, they just had this moment of silence, you know, no one's talking, and then we get Grey Crow, is like, one clean glance? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. It's like you knew exactly how to cheer him up. Like this little child, it's like, it's, let's do something. It's that same mentality <laughs> that doesn't work on cable that for some reason works on Orphan Maker so well. Mm-hmm. It fits him because of how his character is portrayed so disconnected and juvenile because of his damaged upbringing. It fits so well. Whereas with cable, it almost felt like just hokey. Almost out of place, like 
forced labored onto this this character that they want us to like but i find it impossible to play <laughs> and I, I enjoyed it here it was great this was a good see this comedy is again throwing back to what was going on with empath and that other right. dialogue and and less so kind of what was happening before this when nanny was just saying that weird bad boy bad, bad boy yeah yeah like that works but it's 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 shoehorn in when you feel what happened between kawan and and scalp hunter essentially like having that dialogue with each other and her should be like i can't talk i'm sad yeah you don't understand stay away from me i'll only <laughs> and he's just like oh all right we go clean guns over from here. Yeah, let's go clean guns. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yes, um, so they go clean guns, mm-hmm. and um, we get this uh, message. Uh, this kind of memo. Is this from... up to up yeah. to like uh, you know up to uh, HR? They're just trying to like we have to send a memo to HR about this. <laughs> yeah, and it's essentially about. Um, what's it called? Sinister, pretty much? And, okay, and, so Prodigy has some beef with the fact that, like, everything that unfolded around what Sinister told them was very suspect. Like, what's going on here? What's yeah. really going on? He says that there is definitely some regularities among Nanny, Orphan Maker, and Wild Child because they were resurrected from dying on Rocco. And then he goes into note that the others passed away on Kakoa and seemed fine, but the confusion is that all the security systems at that time glitched, glitched out, and Sinister is the only conduit to the truth to what actually happened. And everything just seems really suspect, suspect to the point where it's it's like a glaring omission. Like if if we are going to overlook this, we have to be insane <laughs> because Prodigy is the one cataloging all this. And this memo being sent by Prodigy is essentially fallen on death ears before because kind of laments about the fact that like okay, I came across kind of aggressive in my last memo. I'm trying to say this as calm as possible. We need to look into sinister. Something's going on here. And I don't like it. And that's pretty much the gist of this memo. But it's laid out very professionally. Mm-hmm. Very much mm-hmm. like trying to navigate the seas of uh, discourse. Very cautious. And probably someone looked at this and threw it in the trash. Or just threw it straight in the trash. Yeah. The fact didn't that they might have looked at it, uh, it look would at be it. A, a more of a, a surprise than a, a fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so... Someone's still a little concerned out there, but not anyone else. Is this going to become yeah. Prodigy at the end? Is like Sinister versus Prodigy. It's like, I've been, just, I've been investigating you the whole time, Sinister. <laughs> I'm going to throw the book at you. The trial of Magneto will segue into the trial of Sinister. The trial of Nathaniel S. <laughs> he should get a She-Hulk to represent him. But she's going to be that modern She-Hulk that's just bulked Ooh. out the whole time. But she's wearing a suit like the suit that. One, the suit one. The yeah. super bulky sheet Hulk, but in a like a pantsuit. Yeah, the like, <laughs> death by snoo snoo version. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, in a lawyer pantsuit. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Uh, uh. It's good stuff. But we go to uh, Bar Sinister, and he's uh, hanging out talking to Jason via hologram. Uh, Jason Windegard. Um, he's he's Skype meeting from his office building. He's now he's a member of the X Corporation board. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's, yeah, he, he, he kind of name dropped there. He's just like, you know, I don't have that much time anymore with you. I'm busy Sinister. I got I got a business to help run now, bitch. Yeah. And all this. And um, so, yeah. yeah. He guess... said he did all the legwork getting, you know, Arcade and his fucking flunkies out of there by mm-hmm. tricking them into thinking that the Avengers were on their way to raid the compound. 
Yeah. So he's like, I've done the legwork for this. You owe me still. Don't forget that. And you better pay me in due time, but I got to get back to work. And Sinister kind of waves it off. He's like, yeah, work. Time for a feast. And he goes and he tries to feast. But when he goes to feast, who's waiting for him, Danny? The Krakoa convoy or envoy sinister that left to Araco. Mm-hmm. The one that went with them on the mission that had the frilly feather cape that was pretty much <laughs> give it yes. to give it to Jamie. Jamie Ma- oh, yeah. not Madrex, uh... uh Jamie Braddock. Braddock, the, yeah, uh, Jamie Braddock. Song. He he Yeah, he's been through some stuff because he's <laughs> scarred up. It's not just yeah. that sinister. It's it's that sinister after seeing some stuff. Seeing some shit, man. Reminds me of Frankenstein in some ways. Remember the rest of the team died instantly, like and he he survived. He so managed he, he to probably he probably seen some shit, you know. Just oh saying. he's definitely seen some shit. Just saying. Um but yeah, he's uh he's waiting there for him. Ate all of his food and drank all of ate his it, wine. Ate it, like he made a mess too. Uh, look like at all those bottles all yeah. over the place. Variety, very yeah. He's, so he's wasted. <laughs> yeah, and he's waiting. He's just like, you survived. What happened to your face? Um, <laughs> and he talks about remember Tarn the Uncaring, which was a mutant uh, of a month. Um, that fucked everyone up, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, he fucked the team up, and now he's he's my master, he's my leader, all hell, darn, darn the uncaring. Yeah, <laughs> he made him his bitch, literally, like, that literally. sinister is his bitch from the, the spin-off event, hit series, X of Sword of my dismay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just, just like, oh, sh- 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 it's okay. You're home now. Let's get you into the incinerator. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's be done with this. Why are we pulling back the storyline? What, what a weird thing to dig up. <laughs> like, they left that. They, they, uh, no one was even wondering about that plot thread where they're like, is this going to cut this weird guy and his crew? This guy is going to come back up in the storyline. And they said, no, we're going we're gonna to find a way to bring it back and bring back the that weird Mr. Sinister. Mm-hmm. And we're going to mm-hmm. tie it into the Hellion storyline. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? No. <laughs> I do like he wanted to deal with it quickly, though. Like He was he was like, hey, let's just burn him and get rid of it. Incinerator. Yeah. He's like, I don't want the incinerator. You're fucking up my lie. I got to get rid of you. <laughs> you didn't give me anything. It's just like, I gave you the cape and you lost it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Like they had one job. <laughs> you had one fucking job get the cape back but to me alive. yeah he's not having it he's just all like so um yeah he pushes um, the silent alarm oh yeah he pushes the silent alarm where is that alarm i want to know where that is it's underneath uh it looks like some sort of weird what is that like it's like a, com- i guess it's a, a table? table but is that a it's table such a weird like that what place specifically on the table is this weird? That's like on the other side. It looks like a sit where you sit, standing like, like or like where like you. It would be like a bar. table at a bar. Like know. you would need it's stools like to co- sit up that. But there's oh, no. It's, I don't know. It's it's weird. You don't see it anywhere else because he just punches him <laughs> back, and then there's just this random wall table <laughs> that has a button underneath it that is the silent alarm to summon the hellions. Yeah, to summon the hellions. <laughs> like how they have a silent alarm. And they're trained to it too. Right. It's so weird. It's 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 weird. Um but yeah, he's getting his ass kicked. Um but we come back to Great Crow and uh Orphan Maker and and they're just uh bonding. They're doing a little bonding moment where he's just like, Wow, you did that so fast and he's like, Yeah, my dad taught me. Um 
and whatnot. Assembling a gun like he's talking about gun, too. Like this is yeah. And, and speeds that are unimaginable. I like how they animated it though, like the click clack click click click. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Um but yeah, uh, they're, they're having this moment with each other as they fix these guns. And that's when Havoc comes in. And Havoc is, you know, doing uh, his typical like, hey, hey, friends. And Greg Curse is like, oh, oh, you're a dick. You tried to ignore us yesterday. Are we friends? <laughs> like type of thing. It's like, yeah, you, you pretty much ignored us the whole time. It's like, oh, did I? Oh, sorry. I didn't see you. Like still still doing it. Still yeah. trying to play it off like that, huh? Yeah, like just really <laughs> acted like he didn't give him the cold soldier, soldier, shoulder and like act like he's above them. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's it's really funny seeing him go through this whole issue and still try to play that off. It's been his kind of awkward demeanor, this issue specifically. I wonder if he'll carry it on later. Like, that'll always be that way. It's just, yeah, I feel like he is. Just always like, he'll good. leave Hellions at some point, run into them at some later on, and he'll be like, oh, hey, guys, it's so great to see you. I, I, I really wish we could hang out more. And it's just like, yeah, we try to hang out with you all the time, and you always avoid us. And he's like, I'm just so busy. And it's like, no, we saw you the other day. You were alone. Just sit it <laughs> no one likes you <laughs> poor heaven oh, uh yeah so he tries to make him an excuse and as he's making him an excuse the alarm goes off and he's relieved and that's when uh we get uh quanon popping in is like, we gotta go apparently but yeah like you said they're all conditioned to like move fast on that alarm yeah she's like it's the sinister silent alarm let's go guys go team go 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 <laughs> they're all just breaking into like like fight mode and already it's pretty good i'm like damn sinister i don't know what you did but you got these people in lockstep uh you got your team well oiled <laughs> it they're like a, a true like kind of like suicide squad style movie yeah. team um so yeah we come back to the sinisters they're just scuffling back and the forth. tale of two sinisters the tale of two sinisters um one gets a knife or no the yeah the uh a menthe, uh one pulls a knife you know teases them a little bit. Gets a little Talking face puncture. Talking about all the suffering he did because he suffered. Yeah. And uh, as it happens, uh, we get the team walking in and it's just like, um, so what's going on here? <laughs> as they as they witness, as they gaze upon two sinisters that exist apparently. Yeah, one stabbing the other one in the face slightly. It's a good team pose too. Which I assume only Quanon knows about the clones still, right? Does ah! she even know about the clones or does she just know about... Some clones. Yes, she specifically knows about the clones because Sinister let her in on the army of clones that he's manufacturing mm. by blackmailing her about her sibling. Gotcha. So it, she's privy to everything, but she can't speak on it, and that's like her her kind of character's juxtaposition to everyone throughout the issue. So wait, maybe that the writing works for her because it, they want to portray that as like almost like a, a physical aspect in why she's so off compared to the other characters because like their scenes and mannerisms and their demeanors fit perfect with how the hellions built itself from the beginning and i i feel like her knowing everything and being like whimpered out like this is like is stymieing her character development a little bit yeah we need to get over this yeah yeah like soon. she needs to be less inept I, psylocke has been built to be not yeah. inept yeah and she she's always even when betsy like was her it was always she's character action she's decisive sure she had emotional hang-ups that would pop down and then but this is like been drawn out too long 
Mm-hmm. I just imagine she would have had like a way around it by now, where she's like, "Oh, well, I have trump cards." So I don't really think, or maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's playing the clone. Has been fake. I've been making you think it the whole time telepathically. Yeah. <laughs> Pull the double fake out. Um. So yeah, as as they're kind of uh, talking, we find out that like, you know, wh- who is this? And they're like, "Wait, he went. Wait, wait." He's the one. Wait, you didn't go with us? This is a clone? You were, you asshole. And they're just like, wait, you're an asshole who didn't even go on the mission with us. You sent a clone, and now this clone is mad at you. Go figure. Fuck you, Sinister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you pretty much have made your bed, you know, like now you should sleep in it. And it, it's it's very much an awkward like realization for most of the team. And they're very, very put off by the fact that he w- wouldn't even lead them into it because their whole backing behind him is that that clone straight up said and that was the whole farce that he was like i will lead you into battle we are going on this suicide mission together yes so don't fear i'll at least be there with you and if we die we die together and they're just like that's what we remember <laughs> you piece of shit <laughs> you asshole uh you fucking damn it it's the it means you didn't even survive <laughs> yeah. that's why we all die <laughs> Uh, but then we get the big funny. reveal is that he's not alone. He's not alone as they're all like, you know, you'll never escape. And he's just like, escape? No one no one ever escapes. And that's that's when uh, we get the Locust Vile. The Vile Locust? Locust Vile. Yes. His uh, crew. Which is the crew of uh, the Karn. Karn's crew. Karn's crew? Karn's crew. Karn. The and, unforgiven, uh, unsoiled, the unsomething. As you hear them kind of come out of the shadows and like panel, little panel snippets here and there, uh-huh. and a spike on the on the on the shoulder, you know, a dead eye. I've never associated more with a comic as I did on this page right here. Like, I feel like them coming out of the the shadows like that and surrounding them is like the the waking like nightmare that I can't escape of of that stupid arc. Like, they're just, like, coming back to fight them again and whoop their ass. It's here to stay. I'm just, like, just stuck in the center of it. Like, no, go away. You're all just fictional. <laughs> you can't return. We're done. We're going to get a hologram of Stan Lee. He's going to be like, welcome, true believers. Remember those Amenthes? Remember the Amenthe mutants? Uh, I thought that they had joined up with them and went to. The, I don't even understand. I, I no, was, oh yeah. So the Amenthi mutants, I don't think were a part of the Arakans, right? They're their own like thing. But didn't they get reined in to being under the Arakan control because Apocalypse and his crew now run them? I thought that's what the whole thing was. About. Right, right. Like he, so he was like, "I'm yeah. leaving to control them yes. and sacrificing myself." Yes. So what the fuck is Apocalypse doing? Now? Yeah, like Tarns just, out there fucking, uh, uh, fucking making havoc, and, and yeah. Apocalypse just chilling. And probably, probably, you know, it's been like a thousand years. He hasn't got yeah. Laid. He's fucking Genesis. That's busy. Like, left he doesn't right. have time for this. Fucking Genesis turned that that rod. You know that shape shifting rod that was the helmet. It's now like being used for sexual stimulation. <laughs> There's a lot going on, man. Give him a break. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's busy. It's not like one of his like nine offspring that are godlike couldn't handle this, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> They're watching. Uh, it's a weird but yeah, family. but yeah, this returning nightmare creeps in on Hellions, and they're they're ready to throw down, but they're surrounded. And Sinister's like, "Here's the rematch of the century that no one asked for." Yes. 
Here, here, this is what you wanted, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, but we don't get it. Because fade to black. Yeah. Fade to black. Cut. End of story. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's really what happens. <laughs> yeah. They're like, a rematch. And I'm like, what? And then it's just like over. And I'm like, no. That wasn't even a battle. That was like you led them into a place and then they just all died. Yeah. I guess that's a match. Yeah, that was an ambush, a slaughter, if you will. <laughs> so I guess this uh, is the chance to, to get slaughtered again. So, yeah, what will happen with the Hellions team versus Tarn and the Locust Vile? Who knows? Um, I think it'll be okay, though. Yeah. I'm going to say it's going to be all right. I can't yeah. imagine being too relevant. Havoc, Sinister's built up too much. Havoc He's got might too much ignore some people here and there. But other than that, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. We'll be okay. But that'll do it for Hellions. Um, yeah, a little like, you know, kind of going from A, a to B as we get to X-Men. I feel like it's it feels like, you know, it's like not, not filler, not completely like a filler. But like it's definitely like we need to get to this point and we need to fulfill a, a certain story requirement. And that's what we got. And it wasn't bad, but... But it certainly wasn't, it wasn't impactful as 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 past issues. They are definitely mining the well by like treading this stuff. Like they're retreading, fucking, just bad arcs that don't need to be retread that are recent. Like so that instead of learning from the mistakes and like trying to do something original, they're gonna trudge them up and then just kind of beat them around more. Mm-hmm. The, the horse is dead. Like need to move on. That would have worked better if you let Sleeping Dogs lie and then nothing comes from that story for a long time. And then out of nowhere, you're just like, whoa, look at this. Apocalypse is back and shit's <laughs> going down. <laughs> and so this is crazy. Instead, it's just like, oh, no. Look at the, the locusts are back. <laughs> the locusts are yeah, locust back. You remember the locusts. Well, they're back. Look at this a giant boarded fetus, dude. <laughs> Uh, uh, who knows? Uh, we'll I like s- their branding. They all wear the masks that like Zeno wears. They do have Zeno like masks. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's a mask or if it's just their face. Mm, some of them it look like actual masks. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's let's talk about some 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 crazy t- telephoronics getting out of control, shall we? You must be next force then. That's we're, that's we're the talking X force plant let's, problems one oh one. Let's move on to another weird. Uh, X force is essentially of... the the groundskeepers of the X Men mythos now, or the uh, the hedge or the gardeners. Yep. X Force are the gardeners of the X Men mythos. Do you need something swept under the rug? We got you. Or you got plant problems? Call X Force. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this Wolverine just like pretty, just like fucking drill clawing some trees to try to trim a bag. <laughs> uh, Let me just berserker barrage your petunias. <laughs> uh, it's it's a good, co- it's a good cover, though. Look at Wolverine. All the drowned. cover's great. He's drowned it the fuck some, out. He's getting drowned. Um, we got some. One hand out. drowned it. One, another hand choked out. This uh, not man thing, man thing. Yeah, not man thing, man thing, which we'll talk about. Um, and we got Forge in the background, which does he even make an appearance in this issue? Yeah, yeah, Forge is there. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, in he's, the he's pretty much toe in toe with all the other X Force members throughout this issue. You're right. Why yeah. didn't I? Hmm. 
He's become less of like their Q and more of like their front lines yeah. guy. I think after that issue with the like Percy took the reins off of him and just said like go full ham, he he pretty much has been kind of doing more missions on True. On, on the ground instead of from the tech end. True, so, yeah. that. Um, but yes, we got a uh, Percy, we got a uh, Kassar and Robert Gill doing the art and Guru EFX doing the colors on this um cover art is Kassar and dean white yeah as well the art and all the the, the cover stuff is, is spot on is all what i expected from like an x-force issue yeah and i dig it and we get a little bit of body horror in this in the in the way of like weird green vomit everywhere yeah a lot of animal, that happening parasitical and yeah. animal stuff i bet if you're a fan of sci-fi alien movies, there's definitely a lot of uh, fan service here for you. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Uh, yeah, it is interesting. It's good. It's a good approach, uh, graphic-wise. It's definitely gritty. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, let's get into this. We start off with some nuclear titties. That's right. No joke. Um, <laughs> they really are. If you ever been to Comic Con and you've driven down the five and you've passed by. Uh, the old uh, nuclear nuclear facility there. You have seen these nuclear titties, yeah, just hanging out next to the freeway. There, that's exactly the reference. Some irradiated double D's right there. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> it's it's funny to see it start with that, and one's busted open with quite the spill coming out of it. Yeah, huge spill, and uh, we're getting uh, this uh, kind of sage. Showing us what's going on. and Because this is uh, multiple months ago. What does it say? Uh, just months ago. There's just no specific date. Yeah. And uh, it exploded and uh, kind of the outpouring of it went into the sea and it irradiated. And we see, kind of see it like it's kind of brutal. We see these oracle webs. It's, it's such a like, heart like wrenching scene of just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, look at this pollution and all these shamus just going around, or free willies just going around. Hanging out. Oh, they're getting irradiated, and it's just like, no, they're not getting irradiated. They're getting mutated. They're getting mutated it's like yeah. parasitically forming these mutations on them. Yeah, it looks very akin to what we were seeing um, in earlier X Force issues when they had that problem with that whale that got infected. Yes, with all that telephoronic nonsense. So right, this right, is right. another variation on it. Pretty much, yeah. And there's a similarity, but not the same. It's similar, but it is not the exact same telephoronics. That's the big twist exactly. going forward. And they dive into that a lot throughout the issue, which I was already saying for a while now. Maybe this kind of is a way to clean up that that nonsense because it's like, okay, they have so many telephoronic bass or mm-hmm. just floral-type bass villains and adversaries. It started to become kind of jokey, <laughs> but <laughs> if this is if this is how they're going to try and explain it, then I think I guess I could clean it up. But still, these guys these guys are all just uh, gardeners until then. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much X Force comes in. They got to clean the area, cleanse and evacuate. That's their job. Um, but uh, you remember those Oka whales? You want to you want to get a little more gut wrenching here? Let's bring it up to humans. Step it up yeah. a little bit. We get this family. Yeah, this grandma <laughs> and her granddaughter just playing on the beach, having a great time. 
It's really dark. It's a weird time. See, like it, the weather looks terrible. So, like, it's, why uh, they're at the beach? It's I don't know. Seattle. I know, but still, it's, it's you never. It's always like that. I I went to the beach like that in Seattle. It's, it's like, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. When I was in New Hampshire, I went to the beach, and it was like it's, in, it's in the end of like winter or like a just barely beginning spring, and even then was like horrible. Just clouds. The rocks were gritty, and it just I didn't get it. I'm like these aren't. <laughs> habitable beaches i mean they're beaches by definition but like people wouldn't come to these like it why are we here <laughs> definitely does it feels sad um but this family or the, this this grandma and granddaughter i guess is they're just so happy they have this sandal he's like yeah you have a sandal or well we're so great i love you so much as this orca whale comes out of nowhere he's just like ah. is, is percy like doing this purposely like is he like purposely being just really cliche with these like Look at these innocent moments. Like I feel like it's funny it to him. It seems like, like it's an homage to like old horror films, almost in a way. Or just the like the innocent, happy family. Like nothing could happen to us, and then they're murdered. And then, bleh. yeah, just the worst thing ever. Just but, flattened uh, by a car or something. The, the orca whales do not attack the uh, family because right as it as it comes out. Wait, so can you explain the? Is it the the fam? Did at first I thought that the orca whales vomited out this man <laughs> it does progress that way so the art is a little confusing because i did you have to go back and you have to look and see that like okay there's an orca royal creeping up on them but that's even confusing too because like how look how deep he is in yeah. that water like he's deep down there and they're like on the shore so like that's not possible yeah. <laughs> the water doesn't just go from like deep to shallow in like a foot <laughs> It's not. So how this whale managed to creep on them made no sense already. So I, I had to look that up and figure out what's going on. And then it's it's him like grabbing them. So I, I guess you could say it looks like he's vomiting him out and he's stealing him. But as as the imagery goes on, you start to realize, okay, he's there to help them. Help, yeah. Yeah. But you don't get that right away. You don't. Yeah, it was, it was Even though I feel like that's what they wanted to imply. Like that's what Percy was going for here. It, or or just with the art style, maybe Kassar was trying to imply that and it didn't quite land. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they wanted it to be more like confusing, more suspect where you doubt it going on. Maybe. Because they do play off of that throughout the story where they're like, are you a part of this? Are you a villain? And he's like, something more. There's an interesting twist on that later on. <laughs> Uh yeah, um. So we get uh. The ocean comes alive. The ocean like is, is alive. Yeah, um, full of mutated, floronic creatures. So we get the X Force team kind of just <laughs> literally like flame. I don't know. It's like it's a weird so, flamethrower thing. So Forge invented a countertoxin to the development of the virus mm. of this floral based virus, and they're dispersing it as if it's like a scene out of Ghostbusters two. And they're just oozing up shit. But it's like purple flame ooze. It's weird. But they're all locked and loaded and just unloading it everywhere. On the, And in the background, there's this kind of ship, kind of like a, a fishing boat. And it's being sieged by all these weird sea-based creatures. And then, boom, again, not Man-Thing. Man-Thing pops in and saves this dude and pulls him away. But Wolverine doesn't understand that. And it, and it leads to the best part yeah. of the issue. Like... Probably this is the, if I had to say my top ten favorite moments in X Force, this would be in it. This is a great moment. <laughs> it's it's probably one of the best moments in in this. I wish they had this in a more like action driven scene because it would have been perfect. And this kind of just kind of goes flat after this. But 
Oh, it's great. So <laughs> he goes, hey, kid, you ever heard of a fastball special? Yeah, the Kid Omega. <laughs> kid Omega, yeah. And um, and essentially what he does is he creates a catapult. Is it a catapult or a the other thing? Uh, uh, that would be a catapult. A trebuchet, a trebuchet would be yeah, uh, that... much longer and taller. And right. It would be that rope-based kind of Right, it has system. a little like, yeah. thing that flips. This is, this is yeah. a straight-up okay. catapult. This is a catapult. Yeah. So he makes a psychic catapult. He puts... Yeah, it's literally page six or seven, just straight-up, like... They launch him, and then it's him going to his destination. It's yeah. Perfect. You don't even get the finish. Like it, it's awesome. He starts him, and then fucking throws him. Throws him, and he's he's ready. And uh, he snakes as, in midair too. That's the best. Part. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. midair just snakes him as as the <laughs> as the he, the the dude's trying to help the the sailor actually, and he just attacks him. Yeah, and plunges I, right into him. Fastball special, like like claws of the chest, yeah. feet under the stomach. It's perfect, and I like how Kid Omega like said, "I kind of know what it is," or because Wolverine asked him if he knows about the fastball special, and I say bullshit. Kid Omega's heard of it; he knows, he knows. I seen X Men (laughs) Three. Exactly. Uh, I picture with their softball tournaments, it's just like with Colossus pitching and Wolverine's the ball. (laughs) He's the ball. Magneto's bat. Let's do this, bub. Oh, he's, he's really got a drink after that. <laughs> oh, but it's great. As he's attacking him, this guy just, just vomits on his Blah. face. It's great. <laughs> just all over his face. And it's like, it looks very, like, glue, viscous-like. Not yeah. Non-viscous-like. Very sticky. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And he's just like, well, fuck. <laughs> he's just like, he's, he's struggling to get it off now. Um, it's, yeah, it looks gross. Yeah, it looks very bad. He's like, what the hell was that? As he's getting it off, Forge scrapes a little sample. He gets, gotta he's get, like, a get some of this while we're cleaning it up. Let's save it up later. We gotta look into this. Yeah. Uh, as the weird mutated creatures destroy, destroy his boat. Destroy that boat. It's, <laughs> yeah, and uh, they mentioned, yeah, it was trying to save me. Weird. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. And then uh, we... and you just psychic catapulted your fucking claws <laughs> right into his you chest. Just threw I like a it. giant adamantium filled dude into the ocean. The fact that Kid Omega went with a catapult for a fastball special was pretty good. I like, I like that's that. classy, but mm. I really feel like a psychic circus cannon would have been even better. Ooh, with like a psychic fuse burning, <laughs> it would just be so dumb. But that would fit to Kid Omega's vanity or narcissism. What's uh, what's the what's the best fast fastball special? Was it, it has he done? Uh, the best fastball special was uh, during the Avengers versus X Men arc, unfortunately, where when Magneto fastball special Colossus. That was the best one, where he just picks up Magneto, just picks up Colossus and turns him into a fastball special, That's great. and just fucking one shots a jet full of Avengers. Just goes like boom. They're like, oh shit, the, the mutants are here. And the next thing you know, it's like, <laughs> it was funny too because Klaus is like, hey Magneto, do you know what the best one? And Wolverine was on the jet with the Avengers, so they fastball specialed Wolverine. So that has to be the best one, in my opinion. But what do you think? <laughs> uh, hmm. What is a good one? I'm trying to think. Um,. Yeah, I guess I'll go with OG. I like the time that uh, I think She-Hulk threw him once. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, That's true. Oh. I think that was a Civil War one. Co- yes, that was a good that one. That was a Civil War one, yeah. yeah. Uh, Comic Vine has uh, the, oh, fast- top 10 fastball the fastball special, <laughs> special page dedicated. Let's see. We got Rogue throwing Colossus. 
ox throwing Fancy Dan? <laughs> Warpath war throwing <laughs> I know who Ox is, but who the fuck is Fancy Dan? I don't know who Fancy Dan, Dan is. All right. Ox, uh, Warpath throwing Shatterstar. Um, yeah. Spider-Man throwing Shadow Cat. So they introduced the fastball special in their love. Miss <laughs> 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 Marvel throwing Wolverine. I guess that happened. Oh, there's a lot. There's just a decent amount. Gorilla Man throwing Ursa Major. <laughs> That's a gorilla one. throwing a bear. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, that one's probably the best. That one's probably the best. I'll have to say. I'll give it. At least, yeah. I'll give it at least a number two spot. Oh, that's good. <coughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, they all just look off into the uh, to the ocean, all sad, and they're just like, okay, that's the end of our our issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is fast forward to modern times. You uh, start to wonder, like, when did this happen? Like, how do they have time for everything? <laughs> like, everything is so, like, constant and, like, never ending and, like, a big continuous problem. It seems like it. Yeah. And they, it's like they, they formed Krakoa and then from day one it's just been issue, it's like problem after problem. You would think that X-Force would be way bigger considering all the problems they have. Oh, no. They could just take out Forge and have him help, like, Clean up with some ba- like m- mechanical backpacks that he made out of plants yes, at yeah. any problem. They just bring them out. They spray shit down spray, and leave. Spray the shit. <laughs> just spray the shit on it. We're good. Yeah, just spray the shit I invented. <laughs> Moving on. We'll see. That's uh, probably how they just breeze through all their problems. Oh, geez. Uh, but we go to present day now. We return from the past to the future. Um, and we get Beast and uh, Sage kind of talking about... Uh, essentially what they talk about is the man thing. And what this thing is, is they think it's a man thing, but it's not. It's essentially a series of mutated man things that are just everywhere, all over the place. Or what they believe to be. What they Yeah, because there's be. been sightings from all coming around, so it's like they're not sure if it's one person or a bunch of them, but there is notes. And she has like a logbook that she kind of denotes a bunch of the sightings later on. But it is definitely turning into a bit of a Bigfoot thing. It is it is kind of like what is this mysterious creature that's clearly related genetically to man thing mm-hmm. that she's explaining to Beast because Beast is already kind of just demissive about everything already and she's like we well, need to pay attention to this because this is tied back to something that we've been dealing with because the tech that's being used in it the floral tech is akin to theirs and um, Terra Verde. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want to say Costa Perdita, but I was like, that's no, that's a different place. The other terrace, <laughs> the non-plant terrace, or the 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 plant terrace. I mean, so it, they say it's tied to that technology, but it's not. So there's some sort of weird, common occurrence happening in the similarities, but not the root. And that's what she's kind of going into. And that's when we get this big weird series of events that are very similar to what has happened before mm-hmm. in. X-Force, where there's these anti-mutant maneuvers being done as a tactic, as terrorist-based tactics or false flag operations, but they're done differently this time. They're done now with a telephoronic twist, with a floral twist. But it's the same tactics, just combined with a new tech. So you see the evolution of these tactics that they're now having to deal with tactics that we've seen by Zeno. By Zeno himself. Yeah, and we see this tactic used on Walter Whitmer from Zurich. Poor bastard. Yeah. As he kind of wakes up. He doesn't even remember, he doesn't remember essentially where he was. He doesn't know why there's a camera on him, right? Well, like, no, he, he wakes up, throws up the goop, throws the same up the goop, goop that got thrown up into Wolverine's the, face. Yeah, same same goop. 
Um, he's confused. There's a camera on him, and there's a dead body next to him. Yeah, there's a naked dead body right next to the bed. Just some young dude, dead naked in the bed next to him. And he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, what? I don't understand what any of this is. So he's obviously set up, and right as he's like realizing that, he knows for sure now because his phone rings and it's his unidentified call. Yes, and and it pretty much they're blackmailing him. Pretty much, and the, and he's a pro mutant proponent. He's a pro mutant proponent, as we've seen happen to other pro mutant officials before. This is a tactic to control them to take away their power from the board. Yes, and the person on the other line says sever all ties with Xavier's businesses immediately. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so uh, yeah, one of the just many instances like that's happening. We get yeah. the next one, Marcia Copeland, a Copeland, politician, lawmaker. Uh, yeah, and uh, she she shoots a, a friend, pretty much a coworker, a coll- a colleague, and a friend. Yeah, yeah, and as she, as she's it's like a broad down. daylight, guns him down, just guns him down, and, and then, as they arrest her, she's throwing up that green shit yeah, too, all over it. the place. Hers all is more. Look at that blarg that went with it. Yeah. That's some that's good, good lettering. That that's is a some good blog. solid that's lettering. That's a solid blog. Uh, I'd say that'd be the thumbnail if it wasn't so unsettling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta get people to watch yeah. this or listen. Uh, this next one's a little weird. This one's, this one's interesting. Flor, Florinda Nunez, uh, NYPD officer, uh, walks up as as uh, Kid Omega and uh, Phoebe. Phoebe, uh, is it Phoebe? I always forget. Phoebe or Ezamine? I think Esmine. it's Phoebe. Uh, no, it is Phoebe. Ezamine was the one with Cable. Yeah, yeah. Phoebe is the one because remember, she, she, we'll I'll there. tell Phoebe what you we'll really think you sexist, about that dress. You sexist, psychophobic <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but this lady apparently is like to- those like tasked with being the the security slash like I guess lookout for the Krakoan Gate the in gate. New York because she she tries to keep the the loiters away, the cultists, the anti mutant protest protesters it's mm-hmm. it's a kind of like a a diplomatic thing they allow this kind of policing to go hand in hand but she she flips and like her eyes turn green she starts growing plant parts and pulls a gun on on quentin yeah. and he's about to get like kennied again and it's just like oh shit is this how quentin dies again <laughs> <laughs> right right this <laughs> yeah. be funny as shit but right before she shoots she just disintegrates yeah, because she's fighting it. She doesn't yeah. want. She says, "No, I don't want to do it. I won't do it. You can't make me. I won't stop." And then just and then just, boop, d- just except her hat, her clothes disintegrate, but her hat doesn't. Her hat survives. Yeah, um, yeah, um, weird. Very weird. weird. Extremely uh, weird. I guess she was fighting it. I guess that's what they're getting it's, at. It seems like that's what they're hinting at, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's definitely a setup. There's setups happening. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and so Beast and uh, Sage are going to dive into more about like these occurrences and what's been happening. And they kind of bring up the whole idea about how like the crossbow was invented in multiple locations by multiple factions. And that maybe that's what's happening with the uh, telephoronics, with the floral-based tech that they're pushing out. Maybe other people are discovering at the same time using uh, Terra Verde as an example. And that's what Beast's whole thing is, is that I think this is someone else besides Terra Verde. You're right. I'm not a joke thief. I thought I just thought of it at the same time you did. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's a good argument. It's a good argument to use in the joke world. That's great. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It's, it's... Stop quoting Amy Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
people would get beast with those eyes and those glasses showing the. You know, this look on Beast like has it. grown on me. At first, I hated it, but then I look back at Cat Beast and more Ape Beast, mm-hmm. and I think those. You're digging the, this one. This I, one is more Beast like. He's got more of that Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. I do Hyde like look. the chin, the chin, yeah. the glasses. Sell it. The glasses too, especially because we get that that like menacing anime reflection going on his glasses a lot lately now yes especially when he's telling it's like i am the one that must be the evil to be <laughs> the one who is the savior of the world uh why why is sage even talking to beast <laughs> I know. I, it is had been a problem for a while for her because she has these little in-between lines where she's like see the things that i warned you about they're happening i wish you paid more attention and it just She's lamenting about all of this, she but is. she definitely has uh, some opinions about what's going on specifically with the not man thing, man thing. But uh, yeah, Beast is this like, yeah, we need to make another visit to the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. revisit this problem again. Yeah, because um, they, they're thinking that the not man thing, man thing is the tie to what's probably going on with all these other events, these anti-mutant events. Yes. Um, At least that's what he's hoping, but it's Beast. He's been wrong before. And more or less, that's what we get with this uh, logbook, Sage's logbook, too. She just mentions all of these preliminary like incidences. Yeah, the stuff I was hinting at earlier. Where, the, yeah, yeah all the all sightings. And uh, all of it's pretty much happening in the Pacific Northwest, yeah. Washington area. Um, and uh, she's just like... Reads like a Bigfoot log. Yeah, straight up. It's like, I haven't found it yet, but at least we're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh. uh, yeah, she's she's just like you know we're on the hunt. There was nothing. Real, this was kind of the most pointless uh, analyst that we've seen of Sage. It felt very rudimentary, like it was an episode of X Files. Like she's just like kind of like compiling data, like she's like Fox Mulder or something. <laughs> it's really weird. I'll find this man thing. I'll mm-hmm. show you it's real. You'll believe me. And they're like, no, we know. We have eyewitness accounts from our team. Like it's it's okay, Sage. We don't need this. We we just need to go and investigate you compiling this evidence what would have been enough like one sighting let's go check it out (laughs) it's great though because they set the best trap ever because they were able to determine that the creature does have some sort of altruistic notion and is capable of sentient thought at least in the idea of saving Mm -hmm. others in danger so they at first i thought okay this is fucking hardcore like this kid is getting mauled by these wolves. <laughs> wolves. What the fuck is happening? And why did the wolves like attack him and then stop and then circle him? Like this seems kind of weird. But we're revealed right away that it's it's a trap set up by Kid Omega. <laughs> 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 it's just it's so crazy. It's like a literally a bear trap. And like a, it's a psychic trap, but at the same time also a physical bear trap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he makes the psychic bear trap to trap him, and the kid's <laughs> acting and his psychic illusion is great. He's like, it hurts the gnashing of their terrible teeth. <laughs> Save me! And this kid is just oozing blood and dying in the most like, like oh my god way. Where he's like running in to save him. <laughs> yeah. And kid Omega pops in over the psychic Boom. loudspeaker, and he's like, oh, you fell for it, and you're here. I'm so glad that worked out. Did you like the part about the teeth? <laughs> he's just all like, it's a boy who cried wolf. You fell for it you f- idiot yeah it was a boy who cried wolf i can't believe he felt for that oh my goodness so yeah he oh tried, wow he tries to get it off and how dope uh, he looks in that scene when he pulls back the illusion too it does and like it, is, he's coming out of like the smoke or like the psychic clouds or whatever yeah and it like it's flares great. around him like it's just pure radiating energy like that's oh, great oh my gosh what 
Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they get ready to fight him. He's just like, it's great because uh, Wolverine's just like, all right, remember, uh, keep my clothes to myself. If you don't puke in my face, how about it? And he throws that shit right <laughs> at Kid Omega's face. One shot. He one, one shot shots him. Dude. Capacitated, splat, can't see, covered, <laughs> falling over on the ground, out of the fight. That's all it took. That's it took it. that. Like, yeah. And then that, the fucking psychic bear trap dissipated. It's gone. Wow. Good job, fucking kid. Oh, oh uh, my Quentin. goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's holding it down once again. 17 to 18 is a great setup. It is. Page 17 to 18 covers such a good, like, just continuation of how x-force works as a team and how the jokes are still there they can yeah. be funny in their own way it doesn't feel like they're they're riding on hellions and much more feels like they're their the own unique blend yeah and this was great it was great <laughs> it was like well there goes that plan activate like, the claws i say uh yeah time time to do uh plan classic plan of uh good old snickety snake so what, what do you take on this uh on page 19 where they like domino has this whole fuck up like what what's your feeling on this? It's confusing to me because she point blanks a grenade, and we all know grenades they typically uh-huh. bounce. She point blanks it, and it bounces back and lands <laughs> underneath her, and she's like, "Oh, I guess I'm out of luck today." Well, ah, and it explodes. It was a weird moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know what. You're, what? I'm like, okay, is there a history of her powers not working on man thing? This isn't man thing, but it's genetically derived it's, from man exactly. thing. So. So what do the uh, the Terraflionics have some influence on our powers? That's that what, what I'm wondering. Suggesting? Or, or, oh, is, wait. Well, it is Xeno wait. influenced, right? Yes. Well, I mean, spoilers to the end here. Like, they used her DNA to make those clones. Maybe they used Man-Thing's DNA mixed with her to counter out her luck. Ah, but still... It, her willingness, to, her willingness to rely on her luck so heavily that she still, won't even try no, to, to strategically still, shoot a grenade. You're still ignoring the fact that she threw a grenade <laughs> or shot point, it out of her arm uh, cannon, like yeah. yeah, point blank projectile. It, it bounced off, and she looks at it and goes, "Well, fuck." <laughs> <laughs> There's no excuse Aim for that, regardless. <laughs> yeah. You're you a weapon specialist for many years. You're a hit. You're like an assassin. You're, uh, you're a mercenary. Come on. <laughs> You've been through time. I don't it's understand ridiculous. how you don't know how to shoot a grenade. Can Capo would be so ashamed. Deadpool never let it leave it down. I hope he brings it up sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <He's> like, <laughs> That's how you bounce that grenade off a dude's it. chest. Yeah. Like, what was, what was that there? about? Could have used like an object nearby. Fuck. Yeah. You have luck powers. What happened? <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So that makes sense now. That at least why her luck didn't work. That's interesting. And then Wolverine's back at it again with the stabity stab. Stabity stab. So he stabs his, uh, and then. Uh, Man, thing he's gone, disappears. He just he, off, he, yeah. he climbs up a tree. Climbs. Well, they see him too. He's just hanging out. Yeah, he's just top. hiding up in the trees. Like, <laughs> and do you think you're not going to see him again? He's gone forever. And it literally took Wolverine just to say, "Come on, man, I just want to talk. Come on." Yeah. And he just flops down, and he's like, "Okay, I, I I'll talk." And he's like, "So what's up?" And he's like, "I can't go back." Like some displaced like youth or like abused right. woman, like a, like a. a, a, a a bewidowed person on the run like i don't i just never expected this turn for this creature to be so i guess uh broken or open like this where he's just like you gotta help me warrior. i don't want to go back don't take me back i'll never go back and that's when we get the big reveal of we where he's talking about reveal he's where is he talking about go back where we cut to weapons 
plus. And we've got tubes full of tubes full of not manting man not manting man things, or as uh, this uh, Doctor Bloodroot puts it, Doctor Bloodroot. Ah. Good name, <laughs> good name, buddy. <laughs> uh, the, wait, wait. This is this is uh, uh, this is um, Percy. Percy. Yeah, Percy. Work on those names, buddy. Talk I don't know. Maybe it. he wanted to be on the nose. I mean, I if, he, if he's trying to be that ironic with <laughs> the family having a good time as they're about to get murdered kind of tropes, Dr. Bloodroot fits. Fair. I'll yeah. give it that. He's on theme. <laughs> but as he mentions, uh, gene edits of Manthing strain is what it is. They call it the slaughter, manslaughter thing or whatever. It's like some weird play on Yeah. I can't remember the term. But we find out who is uh, essentially funding and uh, hiring and at the top of all of this, and that is none other than Zeno. Yeah, and apparently, because they're talking to, this is Weapons Plus. Weapons Plus, yeah. That's the big reveal, is that Weapons Plus is working with Zeno, mm -hmm. and Zeno is talking to him, the leader of Zeno is talking to this man, Bloodroot, and telling him that you may be employed and, and facilitated by the U.S. government, but the mutants are a global cause, and Zeno is a globalist cause. Or is a globalist fighting force essentially? We fight them. They're they're pro globalists, which yeah. is kind of a scary thing. But also at the same time, it's funny that that it's all coming together now. That Zeno is working with Russia with Ms. Mikhail Rasputin, and then Weapon Plus is now working with them to right. so genetically engineer these super advanced like cross mutant plant but monsters. Why? why though? Like, why would Weapon Plus work with them? Yeah. That's what I don't... I, I know that they, they want to deal stake? with the mutants in some way, but why would they work with them in the sense that they would allow them to have their experiments and what have you? Hmm. It's very strange. It is. Yeah. And I want to see... I just want to know what... I want to meet this Zeta team. <laughs> <laughs> like, is Orcus going to get involved? Like, is Zeta team going to team up with these not-man-thing-man things? Maybe. You never know. You never know. Um, but uh, we end this issue with a lab report by a Dr. Reyes. Dr. Reyes, Dr. Reyes. <laughs> um, and this report just kind of goes through like, all right, this is what we got. Here's on the table. We got Krakoan, Strains, all its variants. Terra Verdon, all its variants. And now we have the man thing with all its variants, including the manslaughter mutation. Yeah. And they're just trying to make sense of there's so much shit that they just put out into the world over the past two years and they're trying to figure out how much of it is their fault <laughs> and how much of it is essentially parallel thinking or yeah, whatever parallel yeah thinking or, or someone parallel else. inventing yeah. Yeah. yeah or someone re-engineering well it's it's hard to tell now at this point everyone's ripping off everybody everyone's stealing from everybody it's just out of control and it's hard to find the the start of it all and it's hard to suss out where the mutants fucked up and where they need to clean up their mistake yeah. I feel like not wiping out Terra Verde is a, a mistake. Yes. I mean, how do you mm. give amnesty to a, an, I guess you could say, sentient hive mind plant country? <laughs> like, the people are being parasitically controlled, so, like, they don't get their freedom. So to give them, I, didn't, I never understood that whole twist on this. That's still dumb to this day, and I feel the Hellfire Gala amplified that dumbness. 
but I don't know what's going on here. And an, an interesting thing that they brought up throughout the issue is that they wonder that if this is all tied to the same thing in a sense that this symbiotic seeding that is happening with all bioorganics around the world mm. and that if Krakoa itself is beginning to symbiotic seed with the uh, seed within the mutants right. and if that's moving on from there. Well, think about this. Like, there was the time where he threw up in Wolverine's face. There's the time he threw up in uh, Kid Omega's face. Yes. And both of those times... Um, it, it covered their whole face in like a kind of like symbiotic way, almost like infecting them in a strange way. And you see these other people who are sleeper agents had that stuff come out of them when they, when they were waking up from their weird false flag jobs. Mm-hmm. So maybe they could be seeding Wolverine and Kid Omega, at least at could. this point confirmed, uh, to be sleeper agents. Like they could turn later on. That would be an interesting little nod. I maybe be reading into both of those moments way too much. But that would be kind of, I don't know. That'd be like, great, yeah. Look at this. Fucking um, Hickman still hasn't done anything with that one scene from House and Powers where um, Douglas touched the Krakoan plants and right. infected it with the techno-organic virus. Yes. I don't see anything from that. I don't even know what's going on with that. What was that about? I don't know if that's ever going to come up. Is that? like uh, This kind of reminded me of that kind of a nod. Like, Is this just another one of those unique things that's never going to be relevant? <laughs> I want to know. I'll never see it again. What did Douglas? Who knows? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Although secretly evil the whole time, <laughs> he is oh, the techno arc. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what do you it? make of this? What do you think of uh, the direction they're going with this? I think they need to burn physically. Terrible day. Yes, to the I think they need to clean up a lot of the plant villains. Yeah. They need to they need to put them all together, and they need to kind of they one need to they need to wrap it up with the plant villains in a sense because we've been having a lot of arcs and or specific events involving a lot of plant creatures. They just had that man thing crossover event mm-hmm. that was around the same time at the start of the gala. That was like wrapping up, and they're still dealing with a lot of these other prop plot threads in the storylines to some of those villains so i feel like get them all rounded up put them in a boat sink it and then let's move on to the bigger things because i feel like we've shifted gears into a more global paradigm and this fucking (laughs) x-force going around cleaning up and trimming hedges is a little (laughs) at this point i don't know they're woefully understaffed you're you're just you're correct kyle they're they're woefully (laughs) understaffed yes Percy, get some more people on there. Stop sending it. Uh, fucking write Maverick back in. I don't give a shit. Or at least write it back in as an adversary. I just let's get more people on the table here that fit to the X Force paradigm. Let's get less plant based villains. Let's get yeah. Let's probably put X Force on an all meat diet and let's get this show on the road. Let's get some protein up. Yeah, in here. I want a carnivore diet for Wolverine, <laughs> and let's get on going. Uh... <laughs> The plant uh, Wolverine would be an interesting villain. Yeah, he's like a like a tree, like treant, but with like claws. <laughs> uh, maybe the maybe the X Men's treehouse comes alive, which we'll talk about. They take control of Krakoa next time. It turns yeah. on. Yeah, um, but yeah, that'll do it for us this week. Next week we will be finally getting into X Men issue number one. By the Dugster, the Dugman, the Dugmeister himself. The Duganator. The Duganator. Um, Doogie. 
Yeah, and we're going to see, you know, tree houses and suppository-shaped mechs. It's going oh. to be interesting. It's going to be talking interesting. about that. <laughs> 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 that I, I, don't, I won't put all that on Duga because that's an art design choice, but that was rough. When I finally saw that, I was like, okay, this is the mech choice they want. <laughs> you guys are looking to get laughed at. Don't let Tony Stark see this, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we will learn more about that next week. But until then, remember, remember, the robots will kill you. So uh, get off those greens. Start eating some protein. And get your clones ready for backup. Mm. Got to rotate those clones. Rotate those clones like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> okay.